0: Welcome to the rvtravel.com podcast. I'm Scott Linden, your host. Glad to have you with us. However you're listening, of course, you can listen right at rvtravel.com or on any of those apps from Apple Podcasts to iHeartRadio. Go ahead and subscribe. Sure would appreciate that. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, including uh, talking with the principals of the RV TV show called The RVers. We'll have a couple of the stars and the moving uh, force behind that series, all talking about what you're going to see and maybe some of the stuff you never will see behind the scenes. We'll find out. And like I said, some of the stars include the RV Geeks. They'll be with us today on the rvtravel.com podcast, offer up some tips and who knows what else, freewheeling and wide ranging discussion there. And also some industry news and trends. So if you're trying to stay on top of things, keep your finger on the pulse of the business, For your own benefit, for self-defense, if nothing else, well, we're going to cover some of that stuff as well. And it's all brought to you by clear2o.com, softstartrv.com, and teardropshop.com. Staying cool? Well, it's dropped a little bit here. The oven-like temperatures are now not convection baking us. They're just baking us. Setting records, breaking records by 10, 12, 14 degrees I hope you have cooled down a bit as well. You know, you first thing you do when you when you get up in the morning is figure out where you'd rather be. And and we did the same thing, started making the list and realizes realized that all the places we wanted to go were probably just as hot. So here we are. But we're heading out soon. Another petroglyph and pictograph hunt on the agenda for next weekend, so I'll keep you posted, maybe put some pictures up if you Enjoy that kind of stuff, uh, and I hope you do. All right, let's get started. We've got lots to talk about in the world of RV business and how it affects you. Wholesale auction values for used RVs. You know, when you trade one in, sometimes the dealer doesn't really want to keep it on the lot, so they'll auction it off, or repos auctioned off quite often well they are a fascinating indication of what pricing is like these days you know what it's like on the new new market it's crazy same is true in the used market these are auction prices for towables you know trailers fifth wheels average price twenty three thousand dollars Average price for a motorhome on the auction market, $68,600. Now, of course, whoever bought those is probably going to try and resell them. So just do the math. You're going to be paying more than that for those right now. I got a prediction for you, though. And I've been telling this to all my friends who are coveting my RV right now. I'm telling them after the pandemic is well and truly gone, And everybody decides, well, a certain aspect of everybody. All these people who tried RVing because of the pandemic, they're going to be putting those lightly used rigs on the market. That's going to be the time to buy. The balance between demand and supply will be a little bit better, a little bit healthier. Camping World has purchased... New RV Supercenters, they purchased the real estate for them in Sunbury and Madison, Ohio. They already have four Ohio locations, and the new sites should be open in fall of 2022. You know, they've got outlets of one sort or another in 45 of the lower 48 states. I know until everybody starts selling off their lightly used RVs, it's still hard to find a place to camp. Well, at least in Florida and Alabama, their Association of RV Parks and Campgrounds says close to 40 RV parks and resorts across Florida have recently opened or are under construction. By the end of next year, a total of 7,000 new RV sites in the offing, all in Florida. Good news. The RVTravel.com podcast is brought to you in part by Clear2O.com. RV and marine inline water filters, including their sediment filter. They call it the dirt guard because that's what it does, it strains out all the big chunks. 20 micron filter in the dirt guard, then use it in line with their RV inline water filter. Squeezes stuff down to one micron. Free shipping in the lower 48 on a hundred dollar or more in purchase. Check out the five-star reviews. It's all at clear number two, letter O.com. Clear two o dot com. Well, we've been having some fun already, but we want to let you in on the jokes too. So Welcome to the RV po- Travel Podcast. With me are uh, you know the superstars from the RVers TV show. Uh, season 3 just uh, just concluded. You you watched it on the Discovery Channel, PBS, all sorts of other places. Anthony Daly is with us, Peter Nyes and John Sullivan. You recognize those names, the RV geeks. Gentlemen, uh, welcome to the RVTravel.com podcast. Let's start with Anthony. Anthony, why don't you give us the, 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 the Reader's Digest version of the television show so we can all get caught up.
1: Sure thing, and thanks very much for that great introduction where you introduced, uh, I, uh, the way you should have done it was the superstars from the show and Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> because Peter and John are clearly, the RV geeks are the superstars in the RV world and it's no different on the show so uh I'm glad to be He's here just with you. You're trying them. to get us to block, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't 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 give them
0: uh greater swelled heads. Um, good thing this is radio. So Anthony is very modest. yes, but but he, that'll change. He's on camera way more often than he should be. Um Anthony tell t- tell us about the show. <laughs>
1: Well, the show is modeled after a uh, another show that we had been uh, doing and continue to do for the past decade called The Aviators, and it's really about all things RVing in very much the same way The Aviators is about all things aviation. Uh, and, and the reason for it is, well, I, I tend to do TV shows about things that I'm really uh, into personally, myself, quite passionately, and I got into RVing, uh, in 2015, after wanting to uh, to embark on some sort of an RVing adventure, since I was a kid. So, I mean, it, it took me decades and decades and decades to do it, and one of the things that I want to uh, instill in people uh, in the show, any way that I can, and in the segments that we do, and the stories that we tell, is to really get people to recognize Uh, whether or not they are RVers at heart and if there's even a spark of it there to get them to act on it so that they don't waste decades like I did. So I like to think that the show is one to inspire wannabe RVers to become RVers and to share new information with existing RVers so that they can uh, enjoy the lifestyle uh, that much more.
0: I love it. Life is short. Eat dessert first. But eat it in your RV. Um, he, you got it. Uh, Peter, John, uh, you know, everybody, everybody who has not just crawled out from under their RV rock and knows the RV geeks. And of course, we need your bona fides right off. So tell us a little bit about your most recent epic RV adventure. Uh, I think
2: I think that one uh, maybe is easy because uh, we spent about five weeks in New Zealand right before the pandemic broke out uh, with our co-hosts on the show, uh, Tom and Kate Morton of Morton's on the Move, and uh, we had a really incredible experience that our participation in the show uh, helped us achieve. New Zealand was definitely a a hot topic for us. It was a a bucket list place for us to get to and to be able to, to do it in an RV, so it was You know, the same comforts we're used to back home, but uh, having the ability to explore all sorts of really remote and gorgeous places was spectacular.
0: You know, it's funny. That's uh, on my bucket list as well, but uh, until recently, not as an RVer, but as a fly fisher. But combining the two down there could be fascinating. You know, what did you see while you were down there? What were the highlights?
2: Well, the... uh... The thing that New Zealand is most known for is well-deserved, and that is dramatic natural beauty. And uh, there is an area there of hot springs that is not often known as Yellowstone of the South. Yeah, it's really incredible. Uh, the mountains down in Fjordlands National Park at the very southern tip of the southern island, uh, a beach where we could go and dig into the sand with shovels and have hot water come up through the sand sitting on the ocean and have a hot tub experience at night on the beach in the dark that kind of thing was incredible it's it's an amazing amount of just geological beauty compacted into an amazingly small place and so it makes it all very accessible and uh, freedom camping or you know boondocking as we know a dry camping here in north america um, is extremely popular and there are just an amazing amount of places where you can get out and be back out by yourself with scenery you just keeps your draw on the ground the whole time and great people too. Yeah. Amazing.
0: They are. And you know, I've always heard it described as uh, the United States back in the fifties, everybody le- le- leaves their front door unlocked <laughs> and you cannot get away without uh, something in a bag or a box to take with you. Um, to, uh, <laughs> uh, it's true.
2: It's it true. It's it really awesome. is. Yeah. We like that. Yes. Yeah. And we, we definitely saw a lot of that as a result of the, pandemic as it got, you know, worse and worse, and the lockdown started to happen. And the people were just incredible. We had people reaching out to us on social media who were from New Zealand saying, if you need a place, you know, we have a spot in our yard, you can park your RV and just really amazingly welcome and, and nice people. So it, it definitely panned out in our experience.
0: Can you I mean, what about the logistics of that? Um, you I, I'm not, I'm, I'm presuming you, you had a rig waiting for for you when you got there. And then Driving that country, uh, yeah, anything that we, we would find hard to do?
2: Well, um, we had some experience with driving in New Zealand-like places because we have international RV in Australia, Italy, and England. And, of course, England and Australia also drive on the left side of the road, same as in New Zealand. And that does take some getting used to. Each time you come to an intersection, you remind yourself, Turn right, stay left. Yeah, (laughs) turn left, stay left. (laughs) And it's not even just coming to the intersections. It's every time you come to the vehicle, you have to remember which door you're supposed to get. And if you're the driver or the passenger, it's it's all messed up.
0: (laughs) So dumb question then. Uh, Where's the steering wheel?
2: It's on the opposite side that you'd expect. It's on yep. the right-hand side. It's on the passenger side. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as long as a passenger knows how to drive, that's okay. <laughs>
2: that's right, right. Well, and it was it was really, um, we were down there, as we mentioned, we were down there with uh, our co-hosts on the show, Tom and Kate, to film for the show. And the uh, season finale of the RVers that, again, just uh, aired recently on Discovery featured that trip to New Zealand and there are we'll be having uh, Tom and Kate will be having some YouTube videos come out about it as well as have we.
0: Well you know it sounds like a spectacular trip if you had one bit of advice for those of us who haven't done it yet gone whether it's Australia, New Zealand, Italy or anywhere else uh, how would you encourage us to, to give it a try? Uh,
2: you have two ways to do it I think. Uh, one is you can be Very bold and adventurous, like we were, and just schedule a rental and show up and go on your own. Uh, For people who are uh, less inclined to do something quite so outrageous uh, as to fly halfway around the world and just start exploring on their own, there are organized tours uh, similar to uh, Fantasy RV Tours, which is uh, a company that sponsors the show, actually, and we were down there filming with them. Uh makes it a lot easier. Those types of organized tours and places you haven't been really can make a difference. For someone oh. who's a little nervous, yeah. yeah, get your feet wet, and that way you can decide if you want to go back on your own. So it's a great way to experience it on your first shot, not
1: having to worry about all those logistics.
0: That's Peter Nies and John Sullivan. Peter's in the right speaker. John's in the left speaker. They're the RV Geeks. <laughs> Um, just Google that, and you'll find them all over the place, including a great YouTube channel. So if you're looking for advice, how to, and, and other things as well. Anthony Nally, uh, what is your role in the television show besides uh, telling everybody where to go? And you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> I uh, Well, I I started off by Googling uh, Black Tanks, and that's how I found the RV Geek. And that's how I uh, embarked my um, my journey uh, in RVing. How that how it actually began. Because if uh, this this process, which to someone who doesn't RV, would seem unfamiliar and certainly uh, unappealing, was beyond anything that I could do, then I was out before I was ever in. Uh, and I I saw my very first RVing video, which is from the RV Geeks, and I completed that, and I thought okay, well, I mean, I wouldn't look forward to this, but it's not that bad. And the rest, as they say, is history. So my primary role is to make sure that I have the ability to find great people and and great resources uh, for the show and for its viewers. And I did that first and foremost by by, uh, finding the RV Geeks for my own purposes, and they were my first contact when I decided to uh, make the show happen. So I like to think that one of my primary roles is consolidating and uh, and collaborating with great, great people.
0: Yeah, um, Scott,
1: if I could, this is Peter. If I can interject
2: in that for a second, Anthony is too modest to blow his own horn a little bit. <laughs> I just want to mention that, that when Anthony reached out to us in 2018, we happened to be in London about to embark on a... Uh, several-week RV trip of England, and Anthony emailed us, not having any idea that we already knew who he was. Uh, John and I used to own an airplane, and I've been a pilot since the late 80s, and so, of course, we knew who Anthony Nally was. He didn't know that we knew that. So when we got an email from him asking us if we'd be interested in talking about this new TV show he had in mind, we were starstruck. We were a little starstruck. <laughs> and the, the, reason, the reason Anthony's as modest as he is is because he is the man with the ideas for how to do these things from the aviators to the RVers. This would not exist without his thought process and creativity making it a thing in the first place
0: anthony nally is uh is the the power behind the um driver's seat uh for the rvers television show in between seasons anthony uh, you mentioned but let's mention one more time just so everybody knows where they can watch this show right now
1: right now the best place to get it is online because as um uh... Peter and John have already mentioned, our run on Discovery Channel has just recently come to an end for Season, uh, for season uh, 3, and prior to that, the rerun of Season 2. We will be back on Destination America this fall. Uh, in Canada, we're, on, we're going to be on Wild TV this fall. But if you can't wait until the fall to see us come back or until next spring when we return to Discovery... We are also on PBS on varied schedules, so you have to check your local listings there. If you have the ability to catch Fun Roads TV over the air at no charge, uh, we air quite often on Fun Roads TV, including several pi- uh, primetime spots. And then, of course, there is streaming. Amazon is among our most popular streaming platform, but also uh, iTunes, Apple TV. Google Play, uh Voodoo, and some others.
0: It's the RVers TV show. You're listening to the RVtravel.com podcast. I'm Scott Linden. That's Anthony Nally. He's in the middle speaker. Peter Nyes on the left and John Sullivan on the right of the RV Geeks. What is what is the principal biggest challenge, Anthony? Peter and John from both sides if you will of uh, of putting together a, a television show like this. Everybody, uh, here's what people think when I'm on TV. They think you just show up and talk and it's all over. <laughs> um we know that's not <laughs> not how it works. Now, let let's get that from each of you. Anthony, what's your biggest challenge? Well, the
1: biggest challenge is keeping people's attention, with with uh, short attention spans sort of being encouraged with so much multimedia being bombarded upon us so often, if we did just show up and talk and the show consisted of only talking heads on, a, on, on screen, it really, I don't think, would engage, capture, and retain our audience. So we like to make sure that we keep the cuts quick enough so that the mind remains engaged, and we like to keep the visuals, uh, increasingly so, season after season, as, as beautiful as, as we can make them. So we've really, particularly in the last couple of seasons, have made a concerted effort to up our game in terms of the visual aspects of the stories that we're capturing, so that we can really, really share as much viscerally with the viewer as we possibly can. So if people can't get there, if they can't get to New Zealand in their RV right now, we really want them to get as close to that sensation and, and share all the, the, the wonder and mystique of it just by watching the show so that they can then take steps themselves to enjoy those same sort of benefits directly.
0: Yeah, amen to that. I tell my editors, turn off the audio. If somebody will still, <laughs> still watch it without audio, then you're doing your job correctly. <laughs> Peter, John, how about, I know you're also on camera, Anthony, but how about you two guys as, quote, talents, unquote. Uh, what are the bigger challenges for you two? Well, you had
2: mentioned um, uh, before we got started about uh, being a bit on a shoestring when it comes to uh, what people might envision. Uh, We are a small production, and as such, we are uh, kind of self-contained, autonomous film crews. And I will tell you, the thing we have found most challenging is to be behind and in front of the camera (laughs) at the same time. Being in two places at once can be a challenge. Yeah. And when when we're doing a segment where one of us is on camera and the other is not, it's easier because someone can be monitoring sound and the camera and basically being the cinematographer. But when we're both on camera and we're alone, just the two of us, that is a challenge. And as a result, we have mm-hmm. spent as much time as possible with Anthony mm-hmm. and with Tom and Kate because we are really the three main filming crews of the show and when we get together it makes things much easier and we are we have plans for this fall when we'll be uh and this winter when we'll be filming season 4 and that will be to get together and that of course is the wonderful part as most RVers feel the same way about getting together with good friends to have fun well we will get together with Anthony and his wife Lisa and Tom and Kate this fall and winter to film season four, and that will be a joy.
0: The camaraderie of this idea, uh, both behind and in front of the camera, has got to be uh, you know, gratifying to everybody. Anthony, what kind of feedback do you get from viewers?
1: We, we have had people email us and, and call us, thanking us for giving them the push that they needed. I mean, so many times we've been on the road and we've heard from friends and family saying, oh, wow, I can't wait until we retire so that we can do that. You know, you're living our life. And the, the truth of the matter is you don't need to wait until you retire to RV. I mean, you could RV on the weekend. You could RV during your two-week vacation from work. You can RV part-time, full-time. There's really no wrong way to RV. I guess the only wrong thing to do relating to RVing is to want to do it and not in, in some way or fashion. So, I mean, we get so much feedback from people that are just thanking us for, for, for putting it right in front of them and inspiring them to do something that they've wanted to do for so long and just haven't acted on which is exactly what my original mission was for the whole thing i mean i just i love it when i hear that
0: oh i don't blame you uh and we're just getting warmed up here that's a good place to take a quick moment for a break anthony Daly, peter Nyes, and john sullivan are all with the rvers tv show We've got a couple things that we will uh, talk about before we bring them back in to talk about more of the show, more of the places, more of the things that they learn and teach to us. And then I got a little bit more industry news for you coming up. It's all here on the RVTravel.com podcast brought to you in part by SoftStartRV.com slash stay cool. Yeah, if you need it, you need it right now. Believe me, softstartrv.com/slash/stay cool. Save thirty bucks. The price is down to two ninety nine. Risk free, ninety day money back guarantee, plus free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. This is the box. You splice into your air conditioner on your rig so that you can use a cheapo generator. You can use household power. You can use 30 amp instead of 50 amp. All of those ways to get that air conditioner working no matter what. And I'll bet air conditioning is high on your list of priorities right about now. Learn more about it. Take a look at Mike Sokol's review and the graphs and the mathematics that he has done. It's very clear, even to this guy, softstartrv.com slash stay cool. And we are back with Anthony Nally, Peter Nyes, and John Sullivan. Peter and John are the RV geeks from YouTube and, uh, all those other digital places. Anthony, also with the aviator. You guys, we we cannot have a long enough podcast because we haven't talked about airplanes yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to rebuild wrecks and Antiques, but that was a long while ago. But we're talking about the RVers TV show, among other things. Let's start with Anthony. Anthony, lay out the show by departments, by segments, and then tell us where these two guys at the RV Geeks fit into it.
1: Well, I mean, we want to cover every topic there is on on the broad subject of RVing, and that includes just running into people and sharing their stories, uh, covering some technical aspects, covering some product aspects, covering lifestyle aspects, and uh, and travel aspects. And through the course of, of covering a great many things and a wide range of things, you sort of get audience feedback, what, what people are liking more or less than other things. And, and so we sort of evolve and uh, adjust the show moving forward. But we really want to cover all those things, but really in, in sort of an inch-deep, mile-wide sort of way. Sure. So, I mean, the very first episode of the very first season was about driving an RV, where Peter... Uh, put Kate in, in their RV, in Peter and John's RV, a big Class A, and had her drive that for the very first time while Peter was giving uh, supervision, guidance, and instruction. And, you know, of course, people look at, you know, a seven or eight minute segment. And it turned out to be a two parter. But uh, so all told, you know, 12 to 15 minutes on, on, if you want to call it driving instruction. But that's not really what it was. We had people contacting us saying that's not nearly enough information to tell us how to drive an RV. And that wasn't the point of it. We weren't there to teach people how to drive an RV. We were sort of a fly on the wall while Peter was teaching Kate how to drive an RV. So it was more about the newness of the experience and watching someone who had never done it do it for the first time so that perhaps maybe that's one of the reasons why you have been reluctant to get into an R V is because you've been intimidating by driving this, you know, very, very large vehicle. And now you get to see someone on TV who's never done it. And with whatever level of success she had, hopefully that instills some confidence in you that if someone else can do it, so can you. And that's really what it was about. Or or if you had your own experience where you were intimidated at first and then you sort of got used to it and, and now you're comfortable, kind of brings you back to your first experience. So it's kind of you watch the segments and you learn a little bit, but
0: you also just
1: experience something by watching someone else experience the same thing.
0: Peter, John, the RV Geeks, um, do you have a, uh, on the show, on the show, do you have kind of an area of expertise that you are, are portrayed with? No, or do you just you know, you're all over the board?
2: We I mean we do try to um, cover a little bit of everything. I think um, you know, Anthony would probably back us up by saying that, you know, one of our primary focuses is definitely on you know more of the technical side on the educational side of you know learning the ins and outs of RVs. But again, because the segments on the show are designed to be more, you know, high level, inch deep, mile wide. We're not, you know, delving down into what our typical YouTube videos would be of the minutiae of every specific step of every specific task. But, you know, we do try to branch out. We try to do a little bit more. And it's a, an opportunity for us to challenge ourselves in order to do content that we wouldn't normally have considered doing for ourselves on YouTube and, and try and create something that Anthony is actually willing to put on broadcast television. <laughs> and I do want to mention that... Uh, We'll we'll go a little bit outside our comfort zone at times. Uh, for season three, we filmed two things in particular that uh, did that. Uh, one was uh, I dove off a, about a 25- or 30-foot rock ledge along with Tom Morton into Crater Lake, which was 52 degrees at the time, <laughs> and... We strictly did that for television. He didn't you know, enjoy it at all. I did not. I did not want to do that otherwise. No, I.
0: And, uh, I, yeah. I get it. I've been there and done that.
2: And the uh, the other thing that we did was both John and I bungee jumped while we were in New Zealand. Oh, the and the lengths we go to to make good TV. Yeah, it's it's not
0: it's not full frontal, but it may as well be. <laughs> You, you, you guys, I, I'm sorry if I'm geeking out myself on all this because I've, I have been there and done that. Um, what about what about the technical side of things? Let's let's go maybe a little bit off away from the television show for a moment. Uh, RV geeks, what are some of the the bigger challenges your fans face, and how do you address those on your YouTube channel?
1: Hmm.
2: I, I think that uh, the show has actually been an extension of that, and. Again, it's taken the incredible depth we've gone into. We have done the mile-deep, (laughs) one-inch-wide versions on YouTube, which is we are going to take 15 minutes to show you how to replace a water pump, for example, which is not something that anyone would want to watch on television. And we have found that those two things (laughs) dovetail together rather nicely, that we can have an overview of what it might be like. Uh, A good example from Season 3 was talking about replacing our air conditioners on the roof. And it's much too technical to go into those details on TV. And not everyone's gonna wanna do it themselves. And so what John did was John spoke about the overall topic of deciding whether or not a do-it-yourself task was something you felt you might be able to tackle. And used our rather involved replacement of our air conditioners as an example of kind of a higher end DIY type situation to help people decide how far down that rabbit hole of DIY am I going to go. And if they like what they see on the show, then they can come over to our YouTube channel to see things we film in tandem with the show to put on YouTube. And all the extra footage goes that mile deep and inch wide on YouTube. Well, and, I, and Scott, I think, you know, you've asked, you know, sort of what do our what do we target as far as our content from our YouTube side and everything. And I think we sort yeah, of trying to get people from both ends, which is, you know the new rv or the people who are just looking at it trying to get into it you know the basics of you know how do you hook up your rv how do you dump your tanks how do you do the the simple maintenance and 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 support things that you need to do just to, in order to live in an rv for any length of time and then we also try to do you know those deeper dive things for the DIYer who may want to avoid having to take their rv in for service and get something done so that they can continue enjoying their vacation instead of, you know, having to worry about something now being broken on the RV. So we, we try to provide both.
0: Okay, speaking of both and a mile deep, um, of all of the <laughs> YouTube uh, videos that you put together, what has been the most popular one, and why do you think that?
2: Well, we have one fluke one that is only sort of RV-specific, about um, how to use steel wool to super clean your windshield, and that video went viral many years ago and is rolling up on 10 million views, probably because it applies to automobiles as well, so it expands to a larger audience, but that's an outlier. Um, We have, uh, I think that our most popular videos are ones that uh, surprise people. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for example, we have one about how our water heater failed, and we were able to fix it for free. And that is, I think that's had a couple of million views. Also, it's extremely popular. Those sorts of things where people are like, "No kidding, how did that happen?" And then they, and I'm not going to reveal what it was because <laughs> I have to the watch the watch. video to find out. <laughs> but, but that video about not making a newbie mistake, mm-hmm. those sorts of things are very popular. And yeah, those one the tips and tricks kind of. And it? one other thing that, uh, for me personally, because I used to teach people to drive uh, large motor coaches. Uh, I used to teach people to drive tour buses in a major uh, metropolitan area. Uh, I We have a couple of videos about teaching people to drive that are very near and dear to me because it's something I feel that I'm especially good at. And
0: uh, those are very rewarding
2: to see those roll up in the numbers also. A lot of TLC went into
0: those. Well, you know, uh, you guys are a lot like uh, many of us. We we really are teachers and in mm. the teaching aspect, especially in, in a field that we're... Passionate about, I think it's coming through. Anthony, um, you, you've mentioned that uh, already in in many different forms. But if you were to narrow it down to the um, the the most exciting, the most interesting, the most fascinating uh, segment that you've done on the RVers Television Show, could you could you do that, or is it like picking your favorite child?
1: It really is like picking your favorite child, but I mean, to me, my kids are my dogs, so I've got to say that one of my favorite segments is the RVing with Pets segment, because we... It it, uh, it was hosted by Kate Morton, and Tom and Kate have a couple of dogs themselves. Uh, my wife, Lisa, and I travel with our two dogs, and I, I couldn't imagine traveling without them. So, I mean, for people who have pets, and they want to RV with their pets, and a lot of people have pets, and a lot of RVers have pets, there's a lot of things that you want to do. I mean, every summer you hear people leaving pets in their cars while they're in malls shopping, and, and that's horrible, and I, I, I fortunately, I haven't heard too many stories about that in RVs, because I think RVers tend to really look at the, the details necessary to RV with pets, as conveniently and as safely as possible. But I think, to me, that's one of my favorite segments. Um, From an entertaining standpoint, in that same season, which I think was season two, um, I think the RV etiquette segment was ah.
0: maybe
1: one of my favorites as well. Uh, ho- hold on, we, hold we on, showed... hold on, hold on. Please, everybody,
0: <laughs> go find that segment and watch it three times. Okay, carry yeah, on, carry on sure. Anthony. <laughs> what
1: what to do, and more importantly, what not to do. And I think there, that's such a long list. I think we really only... Scratch the surface so I I wouldn't be surprised if we revisit the etiquette segment and and do a follow-up on it but it was it was really terrific you have Tom and Kate Morton uh, giving details of what to do and what not to do while Peter and John are being the RV neighbors from hell doing all the things (laughs) that you shouldn't be doing and it's it's gut splitting hilarious it's unbelievable <laughs> well, well and of course
2: I, I feel the worst for kate in that whole scenario because she was the one who took the brunt of it. tom was trying to back their their truck camper up into a site and peter and i were sitting in lawn chairs was just heckling kate the entire time <laughs> and filming it the whole while and and literally at the end i think she was so exasperated because as much as she knew you know we were just doing this for the footage to exemplify what we weren't supposed to be doing it was aggravating her
0: <laughs> yeah, even in the best it's of circumstances. Not, <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet, I'm, yeah. I'm so glad because, you know... A lot of people try humor and it doesn't work. I've learned that the hard way myself uh, and to to get a laugh or two and and that topic by the way is golden and you talk about a mile deep. You guys could do entire seasons on that stuff uh, and, and maybe you will uh, but uh, I, I'm glad to hear that let let's go back to the more fun stuff here and Anthony you're yeah, compared to some of us, you're a newbie in this world. What has been one of your bucket list destinations and one that you've been to that probably ended up on the bucket list?
1: Well, we, um, we went to the Grand Canyon many, many years ago in an airplane, and that actually helped to prompt me to take steps to become a pilot. Um, we flew into the Grand Canyon in, I can't remember exactly the aircraft, but it was a small twin, and, you know, we experienced the Grand Canyon that way. And that was, God, that was a, a lifetime ago. But more recently, we managed to visit the Grand Canyon again in an RV and do the, the RVing or the driving path around and get looks from different points of view. And, I mean, the Grand Canyon is an obvious bucket list place for just about everybody, And doing it in an RV, while we didn't camp there or stay the night or do anything like that, you know, you go and look at something wonderful and then you get back into your RV, you maybe have some lunch, drive down the path a little bit more and then catch a different vantage point. It's just, it's spectacular. And then just the ability to do that at the next great place and the next great place and the next great place. It's just one unbelievable experience after another, after another with RVing. I mean, it just, it never ends. And even when you aren't doing adventurous things, you're just hanging out and just, you know, living life day to day. But you're doing it wherever you want, however you want. It's it, its just, there's nothing like it. It's its therapeutic almost. Uh,
0: no we, doubt about it. Peter, John? We,
2: I was going to say, we've been having that experience. We've been on the road for uh, over 18 years coming up on time, yeah. full time. Yeah. And um, we, uh, we didn't start off planning to do that. <laughs> uh, we planned to find some new place to settle down. And it turned out that the road was much more appealing and staying mobile. And, of course, we had to start working. And <laughs> not being retired, but being out on the road working at mobile jobs uh, has been a complete life-changing experience, and the show is part of that. When we're filming or working for the show, uh, we also design websites for RV parks, our YouTube channel, and our blog. We have, you know, work many hours in the fire. We have work to do, <laughs> but doing it and from wherever we happen to be and able to change the scenery outside your window at a moment's notice and I think there isn't any bigger thrill for me than when we get an email from one of our website customers asking us to update something on their website not realizing that we are in Tuscany in an RV in an an olive orchard while we are replying to them and making their updates those moments are just golden
0: in Italian how do you say rubbing it in
2: I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, a moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Grazie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think yeah.
2: I think anything said in Italian is rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah,
0: especially if especially if if you're there when you say it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> well,
0: well, how about the opposite? Because yeah, I, again, Peter and John, the RV geeks, you have seen it all. You have been there and done that. You've got more T-shirts than you know what to do with. If there was any any <laughs> place, uh, you know, Hey, warn us off. Where? Where's one of those places? it ought to be at the very bottom of everybody's never-go-back-to list. I mean, it's not even on the top of that. It's so bad or so weird. Oh, wow. Um, Can can Hmm. you warn us away from any of that? Hmm. Wow.
2: That is not what I've thought about before. Okay, and and I'll probably
0: get sued by somebody's chamber of commerce, but... um, (laughs) No, I think
2: think I'm going to have to uh, punt on that one because we... I don't think we've had an experience where RVing where we were like, this was... We hadn't done it, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think some of that may be just because of the fact that, you know, because you're in control sort of of your own destiny about where you go and when you go, that you don't end up having bad experiences because you're in charge. So, I mean, you only have yourself to blame if you go to some place where you're like, ugh, this was a waste. You know... know,
0: you're absolutely right. I just got to chime in here because it's it's so true. And some of the better writers in our world are starting to say something like that. You don't like it where you are? You got a bad neighbor? The weather's shitty? <laughs> hook it up and leave.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, uh, we we do feel that way. That's one of the reasons we decided to stay on the road is because we came from a four-season climate originally and we
0: only like Don't, two
2: seasons. <laughs> we only like two of those seasons.
0: Okay, so so, get, so, so clue us into that. So so uh, if we want to have two seasons and uh, where where would you where would you suggest we go as snowbirds that we maybe haven't thought about.
2: Well, we've um, in in all these years we've been on the road. Snowbirding has been one of our key favorite things to do and we do spend most of our winters in the desert southwest. But We have uh, wintered in Florida, in South Texas, uh, we even spent an entire winter in Mexico. Uh, I would suggest that if you really want to go crazy outside the box and you are either retired or, or, or work remotely and have the freedom to do it, I would suggest that going to Australia during the winter months would be wonderful. We spent uh, three weeks uh, RVing from up by the Great Barrier Reef down to Sydney and that was done in the winter. and that. I would go back there and spend the entire winter there in a blink. Yeah, changing hemispheres helps make the weather much more
0: That's the way to do it. Oh, I, be, I <laughs> never never thought about it quite that way. <laughs> even
2: even in any of the places in North America, of course, just being able to get away from winter weather—if that's not your thing—is just life changing. You know, we thought it, the first year it was weird. You know, coming from the Northeast where we're used to you know white Christmases and you're you're hoping for snow and that kind of thing, it was very strange to be in you know like Palm Springs, California, and have you know, Christmas lights on palm trees and we're looking around thinking this isn't Christmas, but, but I do, we got I, used to that very quickly. I do have one quick warning for someone who's never snowbirded. You can rapidly lose track of the season <laughs> because when we, when we leave the very warm desert southwest and head north, say, in April, it's suddenly much cooler than it was, and we always like think fall. spring is fall and fall is spring. We're always mixed up.
0: There, there are worse problems to have.
2: It's, yeah, it's a good problem. I, did a great <laughs> I didn't say we were complaining about it, I was just stating a fact. But in the first year we were on the road, I think we spent, um, I, I think there was one day we had rain the entire time we were on the road that year and basically had 70 to 75 degree weather the entire time. And I remember that because when we got to Palm Springs, we were spending a couple of months parked in one spot after being on the road for a long time and my sister called to ask what we were doing and what the weather was like. And I said, oh, it's about 70 degrees and sunny and gorgeous, and we're doing laundry. And she's like, what? You're not out doing something? And I said, well, we've been doing something outside for nine months straight. I need to get laundry done.
0: <laughs> 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 Anthony Daly, you're the executive producer and the director of the RVers television show. Peter Nyes and John Sullivan are the RV geeks, and they're they're in front of the camera too. Uh, in the industry, we call them talent uh, they can decide whether that's apt or not. Uh, but, Anthony, uh, of, of all the things that you've learned as a relative, this all fresh with you since 2015. Of all the things you've learned about RV travel, what is the one gem of wisdom that you would want to bestow on everybody else?
1: Make sure your sewage tank fittings, are snugly and firmly attached. <laughs> I don't know if
2: you want to ask why yep. you're saying I'm afraid of asking why. It, it
0: could be worse. My my nose is crinkling up already. Oh uh, yeah. So so okay. So we can't leave it at that because, as you well know, the most popular topic anywhere. When you put RVers, ask two RVers for their opinion about black tank management, and you'll get three opinions. (laughs) So what the heck happened to you?
1: Well, you know how everyone has a horrible black tank story, or so they say? This guy's got at least a couple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I have trouble learning,
1: or something. So, leave it to me to be the comic relief on the show because I don't want to, I don't want to jeopardize anybody's credibility. But since I don't have any, <laughs> Did you fail I'll tell you zero. Yeah, well, that's that's where I tend to get stuck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: My I, my very first experience, we were on the road and. Um, We were filming for, actually, aviators when we first got uh, the RV, and then we headed down to Florida to do some filming. And, you know, after several days on the road, it came time to do the Black Tank. Never did it myself. Only watched some videos. And so I had no, no point of reference. I mean, I don't know how firmly attached this thing is or... How, how much of a <laughs> click or snap you're supposed to get when the thing goes on. Oh, so boy. I, I think the going. hose <laughs> is on. I go to, you know, engage flush mode, and uh, lo and behold, hey, look at that, it's not on. And oh, everything boy. is just <laughs> becoming quite a mess. <laughs> well, I have uh,
2: I, oh. I just want to clarify a couple of things here. One is Anthony always tells the story about how his very first YouTube video about our he watched was our Black Tank video, and I'm going to chastise Anthony for clearly not paying attention.
0: <laughs> He's a slow learner. He admitted that. Okay. Because lots of not the people
2: learn by experience. I'm going. I'm going to jinx us. We often oh, say, we, say it, aren't you? that we learn things the hard way so that other people don't have to. But I do want to say, at at risk of jinxing us, I'm knocking on wood. We do not have a black a Black Tank. Story. We have never had that kind of experience. <laughs> and I know that, of course, now we will. And now we I will. Said that out loud. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also. Comedians can work blue, but RVers work brown. <laughs> also, if I could. If I, could if I, <laughs> I do want to make sure, by the way, that people can see all this kinds of stuff on the show. I want to clarify one thing, and that is that the uh, website for the show is uh, TV. And the first episode that Anthony mentioned, where I taught Kate to drive, and episode two are up for free on the RVers' YouTube channel so they can get some uh, educational stuff right there without even uh, getting a Discovery Go or renting from iTunes kind of thing. But I am making notes here for our next staff meeting to talk about Anthony filming a segment
1: about Black Tank
0: failures. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you know... Uh, well, well, that
1: particular experience wasn't filmed, but uh, right. Much later, much later when you'd think I'd have the experience necessary... Um, we were filming for the winter RVing segment and uh, just a footnote to my previous tip recognize that cold temperatures make lower <laughs> hoses more rigid and can sacrifice that clamping that you that we, that you find is so essential yeah, <laughs> that one was filmed
0: <laughs> well you know e- essential clamping would be a good Title for a book, but I uh, I don't know what the what it would be about. But you know, uh, I can. Everybody who's listening is rolling their eyes or shaking their head about now, and and we all feel it. And, and like I've said before, Anthony, we're not laughing at you; we're laughing with you. Uh, oh, you <laughs> could laugh at me. That's okay. Know, <laughs> what, what, how how about the so-called experts, the RV geeks, uh, Peter, John? Uh, what's your um? Worst nightmare experience.
2: Uh, I, I think I have a good one. It, isn't, it wasn't so much a nightmare; it's just utterly, you know, slap your head kind of dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is when we uh, we have so we have had three failures of our water heater over the years. Actually, four. And wow. two of them were fixed for free. And when you when you fix something for free it very often is because user error, (laughs) error, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we ended up, because of a user error, and again, I don't totally want to give it away here, but just suffice it to say that because of a user error in the operation of our water heating system, we ended up going to a shop and having a technician start to tear our rig apart when there was absolutely nothing wrong with that. And it was extremely embarrassing, and I don't even think we revealed quite, that much detail even in the video but we do explain how you can go about troubleshooting in a more effective way before you head for a technician to start working on it and you know paying them by the hour for their diagnostic skills.
0: I, I think somewhere in that story and maybe the "do no is a reset button. But that's je- – don't ask why I know this. <laughs>
2: you got a reset button on our brain. <laughs> you're close, and if you want to know, just, just go to our, our YouTube channel yeah. look for uh, Water Heater Newbie Mistake, and you will find out what we did. And Love you it. will laugh. Love it. You'll laugh just like we kind of laugh about Anthony's <laughs> but Okay. It wasn't quite quite so bad.
0: Well, you're going to learn something on the show, on the show's website, which thank you all for being so kind, is dot. TV uh, you can also learn about the RV geeks at their YouTube channel of the same name and rvgeeks. That would be
2: the rvgeeks.com. Thank you. h e rvgeeks.com. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, and and everything else and then watch for the next season but you can watch that in all those places where you can get streaming and If it's anything like this discussion, you're going to be rolling in the aisles of your motorhome, not while you're driving, I hope. Gentlemen, (laughs) Peter Nyes, Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm so excited to have you and John Sullivan, the RV Geeks, with us. Anthony Nally, congratulations on a great show. Thank you for being a part of the RVTravel.com podcast and see you down the road.
2: Thank you so much, and uh, please give a big warm hello to Chuck Woodbury for us, a dear old friend we have not been able to see in quite some time.
0: I'll be talking with him later today. I will do that. Thank you all for being on the show.
1: Thanks very much, Scott.
0: And everybody else, don't you go away. I got a little bit more news about the industry and some things. Uh, new new model RVs on the market coming up uh, as well. It's all here at the RVTravel.com podcast. We're brought to you in part by the Teardrop Shop and their address. I hope I get it right. TeardropShop.com. It doesn't matter which version you have. Little guy, tab, R-Pod, They've got just about everything for you. Sign up for the newsletter. You'll get a discount code. Good for 10% off your next purchase. Anything in the way of teardrop trailers, parts, accessories, sewer, water, apparel, gifts, 12 volt accessories, electronics, solar power, tents and shelters, awnings, and uh, all the other things. They call them visors. Pretty cool. Learn more about them at teardropshop.com. Like I said, Sign up for the newsletter, get a discount code, tell them we sent you. Sure, appreciate that. And speaking of signing up for the newsletter, sign up for the rvtravel.com podcasts newsletter and you'll get a link to listen to these podcasts two days sooner than everybody else. Yeah, you'll be the smartest kid in class every day, okay, for two days, giveaways contests more in fact this week sign up for the newsletter and you're entered to win an rvtravel.com coffee mug you can put your chai tea in it you can put your well i'm not going to tell you what to put in it you're adults and so you can put an adult beverage in it it's all at rvtravel.com slash podcasts that's where you listen and then there will be a link to the subscription page Promise you a little bit more news about the industry, the things that matter to you. Airstream, yeah, you know who they are. Well, they've launched another addition to their Type B motorhome lineup. They call it the Interstate 24X. Now, this one's right in my wheelhouse. All-terrain tires and wheels, updated power system, floor plan designed for gear storage and extra guests. Four by four drivetrain and six all-terrain tires. Yes, six. Two on each side in the back. (laughs) I know it took me a moment, but that's how they do it at Airstream. And then I've talked a little bit about sales on the auction side. Wholesale shipments of new RVs to the dealers on track to reach their highest historical total period ever in the entire known history of recreational vehicles from Conestoga wagons on up. The latest projection unveiled in the RV road signs summer issue showed total shipments ranging between 565,000 and 586,000 units. Woo! That's a lot of RVs on the road. Most of them are probably already spoken for. Okay. Well, I don't know if I can handle much more of this. It's been a very exciting RVTravel.com podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it as well. Hope you learned something. Thank you to Peter and John, the RV geeks, Anthony Nally, the RVers TV show. That's the Learn more about them and their upcoming season. Watch their current seasons. On any streaming service, I'll leave you with this. The bumper sticker was on a vintage trailer in front of me going really slow, and now I know why. It said, Honk if you see parts falling off. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Scott Linden, your host here at the RVTravel.com podcast. Until next time, see you down the road.